Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Dirty laundry. I just thought I would bring some this morning. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't have any. (laughs) If you stay around long enough, that's what you'll find out. I don't have any. It's all him. (laughs) So they say. (laughs) But we all know that's not true. (laughs) But it takes two people in a marriage. But today I just wanted, I had something in my heart. And actually, this is something that I've been... um, working on or just noticing in my own life. So, you know, when there's something in your own life, you can really minister it really good because you're going through it. (laughs) And so it has a lot to do with the subject of fear. And so I'm going to try and tie these two together today so that when you leave here today, you can evaluate your own life and just how you do things, why you do things the way you do them, why you love the way you love, why you get, um, you may be somebody that um, recluses or draws back in life. Or you may be somebody that's always really aggressive in life and reacts aggressively and just... So we're going to find out today, why do we do that? And what is the really root of it? And so I'm actually, I'm really excited about it. We're going to go in the Word today and we're going to see actually examples and stories And so let's pray real quick before we get started. Father, I thank you for the word of God today. I thank you that you're opening the eyes of our understanding so that we can see and we can know the hope to which you have called us to walk in this life, to walk in love, and to resist and eradicate fear in our life. Lord, we thank you for the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts this day. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm really excited. (laughs) I see all your faces like, okay. (laughs) And so you'll find yourself somewhere today. And so let God minister to your heart. Just let him. So just, you may say, well, how on earth do I do that? You know, when you come to church, you know, just during the worship, the worship, they do a great job at just allowing the presence of God come in this place. Now, the presence of God lives inside you. So they just help stir that presence up. And so every time you come to church and you get into worship, by the end of worship, you feel like, wow, I just feel feel really good right now. (laughs) I feel like I'm close to God. I I just feel good. Well, they've stirred that up in you. (laughs) It's in there. Sometimes you just got to find it. And so they help, and then they help get you ready for the Word of God. And so every time you go into the Word, God speaks to you. It's life, and it's health to your flesh. It brings life to your mind, and it brings life to you. And it can bring life to your life. (laughs) Things that are dead in you or in your life, the Word can bring life to it. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take life in today, but we're not just going to leave it here. When we walk away or go home today, we're actually going to take steps for that life to indwell us and get into our life. 
And so that's how it brings change. And so today is a day of change. (laughs) I'm right there with you. We're working on this together. So let's go over. We're going to start over in Mark chapter 4. I've always been someone that can't see, you know, far away, but I can always see up close. But I've noticed lately, I am not old, but I've noticed as I've gotten older, it seems like it's getting all funky on me. So I think i got to go to the eye doctor again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to start at verse 35. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, this is Jesus, he's going with his disciples, they're getting ready to go on a boat, and he says to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Remember that. (laughs) Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. So there's the storm is outside. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. They hadn't even gotten in the boat yet. Let us go to the other side. So they get in the boat, and then in the middle of it all, here comes a storm. And the storm is so huge that it's coming into their boat filling up their boat. Now, when I read that, I thought, that's kind of like life. (laughs) You're going along, and something happens, and it just stops everything in your life. You ever notice that? Something bad comes along. I don't care. You name it. We all can name something that's come up in our life, and everything stops for it, and it just keeps coming and keeps coming. You know, when the devil comes to you, or just things happen it usually isn't just one thing and then like six months later it's another thing then you got like six months of vacation and then the next thing happens no a lot you ever heard that saying when it rains it pours (laughs) well i don't go around saying that because i don't like saying that (laughs) because i don't want it to pour but when the devil comes he doesn't always real nice about it right a lot of times he brings more than one or he's got more after it ready for you But the good thing is Jesus is in our boat. (laughs) And so it was filling up. There's water coming in this boat. A great windstorm. Waves beating to the boat. The water is filling it. It says, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. Now, (laughs) how many times have you read this? And it's so specific. Jesus was down asleep on the pillow. Just real calm and peaceful. There's a storm, and it's not just a little storm. Like, who sleeps during a storm? (laughs) I have kids that wake up from just lightning and thunder. And it says, they went to him and said, Awake, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? We're going to die here. Do you not care? Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm that came. But he said to them, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? And how is it that you have no faith? Now you can look at that and think like, who would, who would ask you that? Like, Jesus, was he that kind of guy? No. 
He wasn't someone that was mean to you, or he wasn't someone that was trying to ridicule you. He wasn't always trying to rebuke you and set you straight. That's not Jesus. That's not even who he was or who he is. So when you look at it, you think, okay, why was Jesus, after all of it was said and done, this major storm was coming, way back in the beginning, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. So do you not think that he knew there was a storm coming that he could see? Sure. But he said, let's go to the other side. And he meant it. And so these disciples that are with him, when the storm came, and they were skilled at doing this. They knew what to do. But when you've done everything you know to do, what do you have left? What Jesus told you. What Jesus tells you in his word. And so he asked them two questions. Why are you fearful? And how is it that you don't have any faith? And so we're going to look at this. He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the storm and it and ceased. But why would Jesus, why is it so important to him that they didn't have any faith and that they were afraid? And so we're going to learn from these. Let's go over to Mark chapter 5 and we'll see another story. He asked them as if it was an option of whether you are afraid or if you're not afraid. Well, if he's asking them, then that must mean that I can either be afraid or I can trust God in everything in life. And so if that story wasn't bad enough, if you find yourself in that story thinking, dear Lord, I would have been afraid. I think I'm dying. I'm there with you. (laughs) Jesus would have asked me, where's your faith? But it's he's commanding them to have faith and believe and trust in him. Mark chapter 5, verse 35 again. Jesus was going along, and we know the story of the issue, the woman with the issue of blood. He had um, healed her. She touched the hem of his garment and was healed. And then there was a man by the name of Jairus. And they came to him, and his daughter had just died. She was very sickly. In verse 35, it says, While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Now, we can look at that and think, again, who would say that? (laughs) Why would Jesus tell her or tell him, your daughter just died. Don't be afraid. No, Jesus is commanding him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. No matter what it looks like. No matter what's going on. No matter what you see. Don't be afraid. You believe. You believe. Well, if we're believers, believers are supposed to believe, right? Not be afraid. And so, it's not something that's real easy to do. I'm there with you. But the more you walk it out and you live it out, the more you see God come through for you time and time and time and time again. Now, when you go through situations, you can either turn to God or you can turn to the devil. 
you can let the devil wreak havoc. And by what I mean by that is you can side in with the devil on his side and think, oh, dear God, we're going to die. Look at this. Look at this that's happening. Look at my kids. Oh, what's going on? And you can leave God out of your life. And it'll just stay there. Or we can go to the God side, to the faith side, to the believing side, even though, just how he said today, do it afraid. He's not talking about being in fear, but it's like, okay, God, <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out. I'm going to trust you. And it's not testing God like, well, let's see if you come through or not. Nope, it's something in my heart where it's like, I don't have anybody else to trust. I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust you. What you told me, you will do. And so he, he commanded them. He said, don't be afraid. But on the backside, he told them what to do instead of being afraid. And it was believe. He told Jairus, believe. And we, if you keep reading down, uh, his daughter came back. And everything was just as he wanted. So Jesus was saying believe because he knows. Jesus knows what the other side looks like more than what we do. (laughs) You know, when you were going through 2016, you're coming into 2017, there's probably things that have happened that you didn't know were going to happen or you couldn't see on the other side of that. But Jesus knew the whole time. And so if we'll hook up with Jesus, it'll turn to our favor. Amen. So let's go over to Second Chronicles chapter 20. We have one more story. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Verse 3. So he said, don't fear, but only believe. When we, we get afraid and when we're fearful of things, we ignore his presence. And we forget his promise. When we get afraid of something or someone or fearful, fear comes, we begin to ignore his presence, the very presence of God that is in us. We don't look to it anymore. We look at the circumstances. Have you ever gone through something, the circumstances, it just seems like it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger? The more you think about it, the bigger it it becomes, and the more you think and dwell on it, the the bigger it comes, and that's like the only thing you can see to where you drown. It drowns out the very presence of God that's in us. And so you can't even see God. God's like, hey, somebody, listen to me. But all we can see is the other stuff that's going on. And so fear ignores his presence and helps in forgetting his promises. His promises are in the word. So we forget what he said to us and how he said he'll bring us through. Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's a story here of Jehoshaphat. He was a king of Judah. There was many others. But when, we're not going to go all the way through. I'll just point out a couple of scriptures. But here they had, the Bible said it was a multitude of armies coming against them. It wasn't just one army that came, but then it was another army that came. And then it was a third army that came against them. Can you imagine? <laughs> like I said, when it rains, it pours. 
when the devil comes, he's coming to just wipe you out. And so he was fearful. You can only imagine you've done everything you know to do, and they keep coming, and they keep coming. And it's like, oh, dear God, what are we going to do? And you have all these people that are relying on you, a whole nation (laughs) that is relying on you to fix it (laughs) and take care of it. So over in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3, we're going to see here what, what did Jehoshaphat do in the midst of this huge battle that was coming against. Remember, the Bible said it was a multitude of armies coming against him. It says that he feared. He was scared and afraid. But he set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And then if you go down to verse Uh, 15, remember he sought the Lord. He was going to get answers from God and to get into the presence of God. He said, listen, all of you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Sounds like something pastor just told us. (laughs) And then he said it again to him. Over in verse uh, 17, do not fear or be dismayed. The battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. Okay, so he went into the presence of God, and he got a promise from God. A lot of times God will give you a scripture, (laughs) or God will tell you something. And so all he had was, this is what the Lord said, do not be afraid. (laughs) There it is again. But it's a command. I know it looks like all hell's breaking loose. It looks like you're going to die. It looks like you're going under. It looks like you won't make it. It looks like you're not going to the other side. Looks like your your life is done here now. <laughs> no. God always wants to take us to the other side. And he always has an answer to get us there. But fear won't get us there. Only believing gets us there. So every time you look to the Lord in anything, you'll always find two things. His promise and his presence. You always need a promise from God from the word or something he has specifically told you. Has there ever been a time in your life where you're like, I know God told me that. You can't talk me out of it. I know God told me this. And then it comes to pass, or it happened just that way. And you're like, I knew God told me that. (laughs) Well, that ought to build more faith in you to believe what God says. And the devil will try and make it look like, oh, no, God didn't tell you that. Oh, it's not going to happen that way. Just let me remind you to look out and see everything around you. Oh, just let me remind you. Look at this. Look at that. No. No. We're going to remind the devil of God's promise and the very presence of God. When you tap into God's presence in you, it can fill you and fill your life and brings joy. It says his his presence is joy. And so, let's keep going. (laughs) And so, let's go over to Isaiah chapter 41. stopped, (laughs) but I have the time. (laughs) 
Isaiah chapter 41. So he said, do not be afraid. So we're going to tie this together. You're like, how in the world does all this have to do with love? We're getting there. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. This is what Jesus told us to do. said, do not be afraid. Well, why? Why am I not going to be afraid? He answers that. For I am with you. Woo, that's good news. <laughs> you got to get yourself believing. If God is on my side, it doesn't matter who's against me. It doesn't matter. The devil looks really big, but God is with you. And so as long as he's with you, you'll overcome. He says, I am your God. Let nothing terrify you. I don't know about you, but nothing is nothing. Don't let anything terrify you. Bring fear. The very When you look up fear, it's tormenting to you. It torments your mind. It torments your life. It causes you to, to be um, angry in relationships. It causes you to withdraw in relationships. If I'm fearful, we'll bring it into a love affair. If I'm fearful of him, if I have fear, I said fearful of him. If I have fear in my life, and then I am trying to love him or the way I want to, I withdraw because of fear or because I'm scared. How many times in life are we that way? You may be someone that, like, recluse, that draws back all the time. On your job, fear shows up in all kinds of ways. That's what I'm finding out. (laughs) I look at my home, and I've been watching my kids probably for the last month and just watching things in my home and just all around me. And you know, fear pops up in the most normal situations, the most normal day-to-day talk. It has many clothes, we'll just say it like that, where we have become so used to it that we don't even identify it. But yet, we just let it come in. I watch my kids and I think, well, You say that or you're that way because of me. (laughs) But the root of why you're like that is because of fear. I'm like, (laughs) and I've been asking, God, help me. I don't want fear in my home. I don't want fear between my husband and relationship. I don't want fear in my relationship with my children or with you, anybody. I don't want fear to be in there. Where I hold back or I withdraw. There's another side of fear. When something happens, are you someone that gets angry? Angry shows up or aggressive. Just like, maybe you're that frustrated person, that miserable. And so because of it, you just, it's like you lash out. Well, the very root of that is fear. You may not have ever thought that. But the way, the reason we get angry is because we're fearful of something. I'm, I'm mad because you did that to me. Well, what are you fearful of? Well, if you back up, you'll probably help figure it out with God. And we're identifying ourselves. But there's an answer 
that you would think would never be the answer to any of this. And the answer is love. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Getting angry? Well, let's love. (laughs) You think, what? That just doesn't even sound right. (laughs) And so... Now, we're on Isaiah. The end of that, it says, I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you, and I will save you. I was reading a different translation, but he put it up there. I will make you strong and help you. I will protect you, and I will save you. God will save you out of any storm. I don't care if you brought the storm because of decisions you've made. Or the devil has brought that storm just to come against you. Sometimes you may think your kids are against you, but they're not. <laughs> it's the devil. You may think your neighbor's against you or your uh, husband or wife. It's not them. People are not your enemy in the end. <laughs> there is a bigger enemy in the end. Name the devil. But fear involves torment. If there's something agitating you or tormenting you, tormenting you it's an ingredient in fear so let's evaluate our life day to day how many times do we get irritated throughout the day <laughs> let's just not answer that out front. everybody keep it keep it inside keep it to yourself how many times we lash out just in the moments of life so I've just been stepping back. Now, I'm not really that aggressive, just maybe at times. Don't ask him. <laughs> I think he'd agree. <laughs> but I do draw back. Majorly will draw back. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and so we're learning how to get the fear out. So our last scripture, First John chapter 4. We only got like a couple minutes and we'll be done. <laughs> 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. So here is your answer. First John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. All right, I want you to say that with me. There is no fear in love. You can't love somebody truly and have fear. They don't go together. Fear doesn't go into a love relationship. They don't work. They work against each other. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We're not talking about a worldly, natural love. We're talking about God's love inside you. If you've asked Jesus to come into your heart, that love has been put in your heart all around it by the Holy Spirit. So, but we have to stir up that love. People are not your enemy. You, If you love people, you are not afraid of them anymore. Because where love is, fear cannot be. When you look that 
look that scripture up in different translations, it says that love eradicates fear. It wipes it out. That just doesn't even go straight with your brain. The minute I said that, my brain checked out. <laughs> I could feel my brain like, what? Whatever. <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> so, like, shut up. <laughs> but perfect love, the Bible says it. If God said it, that means it's so. Why did he say pray for your enemies? He didn't say punch them in the face. He didn't say tell them off. It's probably good just to walk away sometimes. <laughs> he said pray for them. If you'll put this stuff into practice, it will revolutionize your life. Totally change the way you think about things. Because even our thought patterns can have fear in them. I'm finding that out. Just the way you instruct <laughs> or your, your kids can have fear wrapped all around it. So, like I said, fear has many different clothes that it wears. So you can go ahead and stand. We had to kind of end it real quick. Walking in love is not an easy thing. We've been talking about the love affair. This love affair can go off in your life and totally make 2017 a life and a year like you have never seen in your life before. It can. But the very key to living the best life you've ever had is love. So it looks like this. When something comes against me or I'm coming up against something or something happens in my life and a storm comes, circumstances, I first just look to God. Just look to Him. I get His promise. I get His presence. And the third thing I get when I go to Him is His love. So you'll find those three things always with God. And He'll help you get through it where you come out on the other side of it. But it's by His love. <laughs> and so we're going to choose to walk in that love. Praise God. So let's just pray real quick and then they'll finish maybe a couple minutes. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for the many promises that we have in your word. We thank you most of all for your presence that we can dwell in every day. Father, I thank you that you're helping us to live a life that eradicates fear, but it's full of love. We're loving people. We're loving life. And most of all, we're loving you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life